Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Final hour of trading on a Tuesday. The Dow and S&P are lower. NASDAQ's higher. And this update is brought to you by Anshin, Block, and Anshin, the big firm alternative for the financial services industry. Anshin specializes in working with middle market hedge funds. Consider the alternative and find your expert partner at Anshin. Light trading right now. We have got the S&P 500 index down half a point. Little changed. Investors are awaiting testimony Thursday from former FBI Director James Comey. Also, the ECB's policy decision and the UK election. A great reason to make sure you've got it locked into Bloomberg Radio on Thursday. S&P, as we mentioned, down half a point. The Dow down eight now at 21,175, down less than one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up seven to 6303, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Another big question for investors, President Trump's infrastructure spending plans. Jim Milstein is the CEO of Milstein and Company. And on Bloomberg Television this morning, he put it like this. Everybody's got a shopping list, but nobody has a credit card or is unwilling to use it. And, uh, you know, the, the budgetary disputes between lower taxes and higher spending between the Democrats and the Republicans has caught infrastructure uh, spending up in it. And it's been uh, it's been the loser. The federal government has um, really as a percentage of GDP, the federal government is spending less today than it has ever spent in the postwar period. General Motors shareholders have sided with management and rejected billionaire David Einhorn's bid to split the company's stock, ending a months-long battle with the activist investor. GM shares they're down two-tenths of one percent. Ignite Restaurant Group, the operator of the Joe's Crab Shack and Brickhouse Tavern and Tap Chains, has filed for bankruptcy with an eye toward a possible sale to an affiliate of Kelly Investment Group. Recapping stocks lower, S&P down by half a point. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. We can't get enough Springsteen. Well, we can, but Dave can't. Dave careful. Wilson. Tread carefully. I'm, I'm treading lightly. I'm treading lightly. Okay. But I am treading. All Dave right. Wilson, stock I'll tell you, yesterday I was getting grief for my Chicago pick, and today I'm getting grief for my Bruce Springsteen pick. So Welcome to the world of grief. Yes. <laughs> I told you about the great band in, in, in my hometown of Fairport, New York, that's called Northside Johnny, right? You did. They're, Thank they're, you so much for sharing, Corey. But he digresses. Uh, he as he days. does so well. <laughs> yes. You know, let's talk about voting rights. It's a good day to talk about it. After all, in uh, my home state and yours, Carol, I New know. Jersey, there's a uh, primary election today. There is. Polls open till 8 p.m. Eastern time. A little frustrating in some cases. There's like one candidate. That's it. Lots like, of cases. But exactly. plenty of candidates for governor. Yeah. Anyway, another digression. <laughs> The question at hand is, what, what's a vote this worth? Time. Yes, what's you know? a vote worth? And, you know, it's not one that you can typically answer, but when you look at Alphabet, the parent company of Google, you can because they have two publicly traded classes of shares. One of them carries voting rights. The other one doesn't. You know, yesterday the story was Alphabet above $1,000 a share. But that was only true for the voting stock, ah. which is uh, identified as Class A. 
uh, in the uh, Google nomenclature Dave, or the more, alphabet. More valuable if you can vote, perhaps. Right, absolutely. That's the way it's worked out ever since the Class C shares, which are the non-voting ones, uh, were first uh, handed out in 2014 as a special dividend. And just to be clear, Class A, the voting stock, G-O-O-G-L is the ticker. Uh, and as of yesterday, there was a gap of $20.20 a share between that class of stock and the non-voting, which is G-O-O-G. That's the ticker on that one. So, And it's a gap that has existed from the very beginning. It's fluctuated over time, got to around $39 at its peak in 2015. And that's really the difference. I mean, as it stands, you've got, you know, the Class A voting shares at about $1,004 and Class C, as you might expect, the non-voting, about $20 lower. It's not huge, though. Not huge, but it is indeed the price of a vote, which, if you think about it, is interesting because we know that the founders of uh, Alphabet, Mm. you know, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, they have... Super voting shares. So they right. really control what happens at the company. So even if you do have the right to a vote, your vote will be uh, useless because of the, the, the voting rights that the two founders uh, share. So if you wanted to do something like vote management out, you couldn't do it. If you wanted to change a board of directors and, then, and they didn't want to, you couldn't do it. So what happens if there's problems, if an activist comes in? Do they really have no power here? Yes, they really have no power that's here. That's amazing. And that's not atypical wow. for Internet companies yeah. which sort of take uh, the model of more traditional media companies with multiple classes of stock yeah. and different voting rights. Anyway, you want to know more, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it. And everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. Well, leave the uh, studio door open. You never know who's going to wander in. And lucky for us, Yelena Shaletova, our senior U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, wandered in. Um, (laughs) I didn't wander. I was supposed to be here. Um, Jolts. We got that data point. This is something that Janet, I mean, Janet Yellen of the Fed watches several labor reports. Jolts, this is one she likes. What and, is it exactly? And it was kind of uh, a positive report, actually. It, it showed uh, that job openings really increased in the months of April. Uh, what it tells us is that the recent slowdown in uh, non-farm payrolls that we saw uh, last week is actually stemming from the skills gap rather than uh, deterioration in economic conditions. And let me explain why. So uh, we saw some um, slowdown in hiring as opposed to steady pace of um, layoffs. Mm-hmm. And this survey actually gives you the details um, just split by hiring and uh, layoffs That's and discharges. two different things. You have hiring and right. you have layoffs. So uh, on net, we saw payrolls uh, growth has slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's not coming from uh, companies firing people. So they just need, they're just hiring less people. And uh, the the fact that uh, we see a pickup in job openings tells us they need people, they're they're willing to hire. Mm -hmm. Probably they just cannot find the right people for the jobs. So that tells me that uh, it's probably uh, a little bit uh, to do with the skills gap. Skills gap is so interesting uh, uh, it, because it's a, it's a problem that's hard to fix. Obviously, or, uh, let me phrase it: 
it's a it's a problem that even if it were being fixed, it would take a while to happen, and therefore it's unlikely. It seems to me that to, for that to be a place where we can actually have real gains, noticeable gains in employment, unless you let more immigrants who have unless, those skills uh, in, yeah, H- unless H- you H-1B do something on the fiscal front, such <laughs> as uh, invest in education, and we know all of this uh, different yeah. options, right? So invest in education, uh, let more skilled immigrants in, and uh, so on. So uh, I think uh, anecdotal evidence and from you know probably from our own experiences we we see the evidence of the skills mismatch uh and that's a problem a problem trying to uh be fixed indeed of course if you're putting more controls on immigration it gets harder to fix the mits mismatch so exactly uh, not exactly the greatest situation for the US economy necessarily it's a bit of a conundrum perhaps so um you know just to to summarize it i think uh, the positive thing is that it's uh, the report is telling us that, uh, you know, the situation in the job market is still very, very strong jobs. Uh, and um, for those know, with those desirable skills, they're in the driver's seat here. And it seems like job openings uh, um, are happening just in all kinds of different industries. It's not concentrated in one particular industry. It's pretty broad based. Really? So that's a positive thing as well. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, I guess we're going to have to leave it there. Bloomberg Stocks columnist Dave Wilson with his chart of the day. He'll be back a little bit later on with his stock of the that's day. That's a good one. You like that one, huh? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good, too. Um, Yelena Shalatova, our senior U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts with uh, today's economic uh, news and uh, economic outlook. Hey, coming up next, everybody, we're going to get a check on your top business stories and a look at today's trading. Right now, you are listening to Bloomberg Radio. This is Nancy Lyons right now. She's going to look at world and national news headlines in our 99.1 studios in our nation's capital. Thanks, Corey. French officials say the Notre Dame attacker shouted, this is for Syria, when he attacked a police officer with a hammer. This happened earlier today. The attacker, who authorities say is a 22-year-old student from Algeria, was shot and injured in the incident. Nancy Soderberg, former U.N. ambassador during the Clinton administration, was inside the cathedral. She says once authorities explained what happened, people in the building were on lockdown. Eventually they came and announced in French and English that someone had been attacked a policeman with a hammer and that the, that guy had been shot and they were checking for accomplices. So of course, everyone wonders if there's one among us, so it's pretty scary. The assault is the latest act of violence targeting security forces at high-profile sites in France. The Trump administration is looking for more oil and gas in the Atlantic Ocean, and Bloomberg's Amy Morris reports from Washington you can weigh in on this. The Trump administration wants to use seismic air guns to find oil and gas formations deep underneath the Atlantic Ocean floor. Opponents say the air guns are so loud they can disturb, injure, or even kill whales, sea turtles, and other marine life, and can also harm commercial fishing and tourism. The National Marine Fisheries Service wants to conduct the seismic surveys from Delaware to central Florida. The proposal by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is in the Federal Register. It's open for public comment for the next month. Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio. Actor George Clooney and wife Amal are the proud parents of twins, a boy and a girl. In a joint statement, they say Ella and Alexander are happy and healthy. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nancy Lyons.